Welcome, guys. Welcome to, to the, the Infinite Podcast. To the Infinite Podcast. Episode number seven. 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 It's a special one Lucky for you guys. Lucky number seven. And it's because number seven we're recording it for you. On video, you mean. Lucky number seven on this beautiful Saturday morning. Yep. It's a really nice afternoon. Outside. Play some ball Fuck after yeah, this. Yeah, why are we in here? Because we're grinding. Yeah, I guess. Working. All right. <laughs> All right. So what's up, man? Nothing. Chilling. Chilling. Were you, um, you drinking Hennessy? I got Henny in my cup. No. Later. Later, I'm going to the Bronx. I'm oh, yeah. gonna go party in my home, my homeland. <laughs> <laughs> the Bronx it's is like a, it's like Game of Thrones. Like we have different. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, we have different territories. Westeros. <laughs> now, what's the worst place in Game of Thrones? Uh, it's like the Iron Islands or something. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's like the the area where that asshole is at. Uh, um, I forgot his name. That tortures people and shit. Oh yeah, I don't know the name of that I place. I forgot. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> the, the sigils like the guy getting tortured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not like that place. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was thinking the other day uh, how f- it's, the Bronx is so funny because there's so many, uh, there's there's like, the culture there is so different. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole, it's like not New York City. Yeah. It's like, it's like dirty, <laughs> it's like dirty and ghetto, but it's also cool mm-hmm. and like intellectual and artistic and there's a lot of different kinds of people there. It's just weird. I think it's like the raw. It's mad raw, like yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's different kinds like of New York and New York. Yeah. You know, some people would consider New York as Manhattan, yeah, business, yeah. and yeah. the hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. Other people may look at it like, like, um, like the Bronx. You yeah, know? like music and art and like culture, com- like community and yeah. community and you know, all that stuff. Like the people, you know. Not yeah. much of not much of big corporations and stuff, you know. Yeah. So it's like different, you know. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I was I was telling um someone the other day, I was t- I was saying how so I I was saying how I want to do this networking event, whatever that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And immediately all the people that, that I told about that are from the Bronx are like, Yeah, let's do it, you mm-hmm. know? Um and I feel like for whatever reason, people from the Bronx have an easier time communicating than people than other people yeah. and they they either they click they click better or they don't and there's no like in between like mm-hmm. there's no weirdness i don't know what it is like yeah. when i hang out with my people from the bronx and i go like if we have an event and i go to their house or or we're having a party or we're, we're just hanging out whatever it's like there's no it's like everyone's okay with either having mad fun or doing nothing mm-hmm. as long as it's like together. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a funny thing. And it's a, it's something that I noticed because when I hang out with people like from around here or wherever else, mm-hmm. there's not that same vibe. It's like, you always have to be doing something or somebody always has to be entertained or, mm-hmm. or you know, it's like, it becomes a chore. Like yeah. hanging out becomes a chore not like, just whatever socializing just yeah. chilling whatever it's, it seems like more authentic you know yeah, when yeah. it when it's like people from the bronx or whatever mm-hmm. like i've noticed that too it's weird um like people from the bronx are like 
people from like the hood, mm-hmm. you know, they're more open. They're more op- open to right. say things. And if someone says something they don't like, they confront it like right yeah, away. Yeah. You know, there's it's no like, no. Yeah. You stupid. Like, every, like <laughs> Everything's so open. Yeah, you know, yeah. no one's just closed off like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah. It, I'm going to offend somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just say it, and if, they, if they're offended, they say it, and they're like, oh, shit, yeah. my bad, you know. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Au- It's automatically resolved at that moment. Yeah, you know? I think that's why I like, because that's where I'm from, and, and that's how kind of how my mouth is. And that's why I like hanging out with those people, because I can say whatever I want, and nobody's, you know, we could debate or whatever, and nobody's getting offended. Mm-hmm. And with those people, like, I can think of a number of times, like, where, like I said, we don't have to be doing anything. Like one, like one time, the the last job that I had working in the Bronx, I remember one time, I went, we went. It was like me, him, and um, two other girls. We went to his house. Who's him? And we, um, my boy Danny. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we went to his house, and um, like we didn't do anything, you know. Like we just hung out with the girls, and like we we were we ate, we drank. And then we were, the girls fell asleep, and we, me and him were watching, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. Mm-hmm. And we just fell asleep. And I woke up, like, I don't even know at what time, like, th- 3 in the morning, like, something like that. I was just like, all right, I'm going to go home, you know. Yeah. like It reminds it was just, me. It was just cool. Like, it was just chill. It reminds know? me of, like, when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, that's what you do as a kid. You go yeah, to someone's yeah, house. Yeah. You watch TV. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just hang out. It's like, whatever. You, know? like, you don't need to, like, go find a show or something, yeah, you yeah. know, like. Oh, there's the street fair or like yeah, some shit. It's a know. weird thing now where everybody feels like they have to be entertaining yeah. or you have to have a plan and it has to be like, instead of just going with the flow and being yourself, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I hate that. I hate, I, and then once, once nothing's going on, then it gets super dead. For mm-hmm. those for those type of people that are not good at just doing nothing, mm-hmm. and then it becomes like an awkward space where it's like, all right, so what are we doing now? Are you gonna go home or yeah. like whatever? Mm-hmm. And then it's the worst. I and I hate I hate when I hang out with people that uh that just complain about shit the whole time. Like if they're not having fun or they're bored or like whatever, mm-hmm. or they want to do something else and it's not. Or if they fall asleep. It's like. not exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's not exciting. Like. <laughs> from the start to finish if it's not exciting uh-huh. and i think that's a it's it's some it has to do with like the the era now of instant gratification and being overstimulated mm-hmm. so some you know it's not everything always has to be entertaining or funny or whatever from start to finish and that puts a lot of that's why i get stressed out when i throw parties because I know that people are like this, mm-hmm. so I have to make try to make it entertaining from start to finish, or people are gonna leave, or they're gonna talk yeah. shit, or like whatever. Yeah. So fucking, I gotta build the playlist, and then be like, all right, we're gonna do this, this, and that, and mm-hmm. we're gonna have these drinks. You know, like I try to make it interesting. You know, we're gonna we're gonna serve these kinds of drinks, um, mm-hmm. special drinks. Uh, we're gonna have this kind of food. We're gonna play these games. We're gonna do this and that. And mm-hmm. I try to keep it entertaining for everyone, and I try to invite a lot of people and a diverse. Um, a div- uh, di- diverse population of people, mm-hmm. so it's not just the same people all the time or the same kind of people, yeah. and that shit gets stressful and it gets annoying because then you you get and people don't realize that they're being rude when they do this mm-hmm. when they come like I hate when people come to the party and they want to change the song because they're bored or they're they're asking like 
oh, what do you have to drink? Uh, who's going to get more beer? Yeah. Uh, how many girls are there? Who like or you invite someone to like who's there? You know yeah. they're already trying to gauge how much fun they're going to have before they even get there. Yeah. Instead of just worrying about coming and like having a good time mm-hmm. and re- like realizing that their presence is uh, it adds to the atmosphere, it adds to the party. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about who's there for you. It's about like you coming and then everyone meshing together and like creating a a, a good time. It's sort of you like know? a feel of they need to be. They're like entitled. You know, they're like, I, I'm not the one bringing fun. I need to have the fun brought to me. So, what do you have at this party? You right. know, so. they, right? They feel like they're like the king or queen, and yeah. they're just like, if yeah. I'm <laughs> going to grace you with my presence, I need to have. Who's gonna be there? What's gonna be? Where's the drink? my jesters? Are we going to? Yeah. Play this song. Who's I want, what? I want what to. do you have laid out on the table? <laughs> do you have grapes? Who's the jesters? It's, they're gonna be juggling. Yeah, who's who's gonna? What what is the entertainment? Yeah, or even will also, I find a wife while I'm there? Also, like, people around here just want to be in an environment that's like, uh, like hippie and and like like um like trendy. And yeah, cool, trendy and, and like clever and blah blah. I have to have a patio and I need to be on on a bench and shit like that. Like I, all the bars now have like a patio to yeah, just yeah. go hang out. Just sit outside and you know when. When we hang out, with, when we hung out with our friends, like when we were kids, we just sit on a stoop. And we yeah, had mad yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, I remember just sitting on my stoop on my block, just with all my friends, just hanging out mm-hmm. and just talking about nothing and everything, yeah. and then having like all like the most fun I ever had. Yeah, you know. And now it's just like you have to go. You have to go to some some like vision visionarily like appealing place it has mm. to be the right setting and the right music and has to serve this kind of beer or else i'm not gonna go and shit like yeah, that yeah. it's just fucking weird yeah. yeah i don't get it i don't get it it's i don't know it's part of the reason i don't like to go out anymore and part of the reason i get frustrated with like a lot of people you know i'd rather just have a gathering here like yeah. like in a, in a in a house i don't yeah. I'd rather not go out and spend money too. <laughs> okay. So I don't, I don't have to spend money to have fun. So well, I don't uh, mind going uh, out, but uh, another thing is like, I don't, I don't like to get crazy drunk anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't interest me to, to go out and get drunk. And again, like superficial things like to just, um, go to like a cool place where I could get drunk and like, there's a bunch of girls there and whatever. Because I just get drunk and then I start looking at people like, why, why am I doing this? Like, why am I here? Mm -hmm. What's like, what's the point of all this? You know? Yeah. Just take too much. Like, I'd rather, well, I'd rather, um, like just talk, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I, I'd rather be in a place where I could talk and, and, um, I don't know. That's just me. Like I, I, the way I get in the way things pique my interest is through like experience and through conversation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you go out, it's always the same thing. It's not like conversation cause you can't talk at a bar really that's loud or a, yeah. a dance place or like whatever. And, um, you, it's just the same experience every time. Like you buy a bunch of drinks, you spend a bunch of money, mm-hmm. you have a couple dances, you like, maybe if you're talking to someone, you're like yelling in their ear for a few seconds and then that's it. Like you go home and like it's like a waste of time. Yeah, it's you know? super repetitive. 
Yeah. So I'm more into socializing, is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not the kind to go out like that. I usually go out when you guys out go out, but I'd rather not go to like a loud ass place and waste all my money on like beer. I could just buy it at the bodega for like so much cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's just the culture we live in now. So, so, so are we gonna buy a uh, a hookah? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. know. I just popped in my no, head. No, no. <laughs> uh, so, are we gonna buy a, an apartment in Williamsburg now? Because the fucking L train is not. Yeah, the rent is going down. I read an article about that, <laughs> because the L train is gonna be like yeah. obsolete for like two years. Yeah, that's why. You know, I was like, I've been going around a neighborhood for like a month and I kept telling my girlfriend like people are moving out and I'm like everywhere I see I see a U-Haul yeah. and I'm like why why is there so many U-Hauls and why oh, the camera turn off? I don't know. and then uh, and I read the article I was like oh maybe people are just moving out because the L train is going to be like not working at all mm-hmm. for like a whole two years yeah I think that's what's happening the, the L train so for people that don't know the L train is a is a train that only runs on it's just one line, and it runs from Manhattan to Brooklyn. Uh, and it runs from pretty much the expensive part of Manhattan to the expensive part of Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what they've been doing is gentrifying the shit out of uh, that area of Brooklyn. So everything's, like, brand new. Yeah. There's a lot of new businesses. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of new buildings and apartments. And uh, now a lot of those things are going to lose money because the L train is shutting down because they need to do construction on it for like two years. Yeah. So, yeah. So if we get an apartment in two years, yeah. <laughs> in two years, uh, yeah. I mean, rent is going down. The so. train will come back. Yeah. And uh, we'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, we have the J train, so I don't give a fuck. Anyway, I was, t- I was talking to somebody about this too. And I was like, I don't care about like, it's convenient. Sure. But there's always a way to get in the city, no matter what. Yeah, and just it just might take a little longer, sure. But yeah, take the bus. Stop being a baby. Yeah, you, you know, know. Right? But, the, but it's gonna be packed though, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like the buses are gonna be packed to go to the train. The train, whatever train is nearby, is gonna be packed. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely gonna cause more congestion, but yeah, yeah deal with it. That sucks for like businesses and shit though. Yeah, yeah. But whatever, fuck them. Who cares? Because. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, they're fucking everybody over anyway with yeah. all this gentrification. <laughs> yeah, who fuck, fuck? So take that. Fuck your yoga cafe tattoo place. Yeah, fuck your yoga cafe crepes and, uh, I don't know, your fucking paint and drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Goat yoga. Fuck your <laughs> vegan, yeah. Your vegan places. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, so how's the cutting going? Cutting, uh, oh, you're maintaining, right? It's okay, yeah. I mean, I've just been maintaining, like, 170. Uh, it goes up and down a little bit. How do you maintain? How do you have, like, I don't know, like, you know what to eat, what not to eat? Uh, once I... Once I or do you weigh yourself every day? Like, oh, all right, I didn't even weight, so I think I'm doing good. I don't weigh myself every day. I, I'll weigh myself, like... Uh, like every two days, every three days, whatever. Like I'm not crazy about it. Um, some people get crazy about it, but uh, I don't. What I do is, 
Uh, I'll track my food until I hit 170. And then probably a couple days after that, I'll keep tracking. Mm -hmm. And um, after that, I'll just eat when I'm hungry. And oh, so it's like more intuitive. intuitive well, after I get to the weight I want to be, yeah. Mm -hmm. Then it's just like I think about what I'm eating. Mm -hmm. So every meal, I'm like, all right, how much protein? Like, is this more protein, fat, or carbs? Like, what's in this meal? Uh, I try not to overeat, so I'll eat... Um, you know, until I'm full and that's it. Mm -hmm. And, and just keep exercise, like training, you know, mm -hmm. training keeps the, the weight, uh, maintained, you know, that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not that hard. I mean, some days I go a, a little like today and I'm, I'm going to a party later. So I know like, I'm not going to fucking like, I know I'm going to like drink later at this party and like eat food, whatever. Cause they're making food. I'm not going to just, um, like, I'm not into dieting all day just so I can go and get fucked up later and whatever. Mm -hmm. So whatever. Like, I only ate once today so far. I'm probably only going to eat twice. Like, once for lunch and then once later at night when uh, I go to this party. Mm -hmm. uh, so for lunch, I had Chinese food because that's what I felt like eating. Mm -hmm. And then to, later tonight, I'm going to eat whatever they have. Um, but, but again, I'm not going to go overboard yeah you know to where i feel like shit um and then i'm gonna be you know i'm gonna feel like shit because i'm gonna be drinking at the party and i'm not gonna overeat and drink at the same time that's like the worst yeah combination because then you just get bloated and then you have to be in the bathroom where your stomach just hurts yeah, the whole time sucks. You or know, you just like, want to fall asleep then you're like full of regret the next day it's like oh shit i shouldn't yeah, have yeah. ate that i shouldn't have drank that fuck yeah so yeah. what i'll do to counteract that is uh like tomorrow i'll go for a long run mm -hmm. i'll probably hit the weights whatever you know, just to um, balance it out yeah. and eat, you know, eat, eat uh, clean. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to like uh, just work what you got. Like if you just eat shit one day and, and you have to realize the consequences and work the next day, like maybe do, maybe do extra cardio, extra work or like fast or something. That's yeah. what I usually do. Like on sun some days if I eat like a bad meal because I'm cutting now, uh, I'm trying not to go like crazy on the weekend. But it's hard. Mm -hmm. I usually fast on Monday, fast Monday, and then Tuesday I'm back on my regular like diet schedule shit. Yeah, but and if you if you've been eating clean, um, and if you've been eating right, one day of of eating junk isn't gonna kill you. Yeah, you know, uh, it's gonna it's it works as like a refeed. I actually look way better the next day. Yeah, you look I better. Look way you, look, you look more full. You, yeah, you know, you you fed your body like an excess amount mm -hmm. so you could uh the next day fast or lower the calories a bit and just work out hard and and still uh <clears throat> look good and get a good um pump you yeah know, get a good effect yeah it's pretty interesting like the next day i look crazy full it's super weird like i would think i would look mad fucking bloated and feel like shit but it's just weird but I'm yeah. al i've also been like cutting and counting pretty hardcore lately so it feels good to eat whatever the fuck I want, mm -hmm. like one day of the week, a weekend, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's not all bad. Yeah. So th there's been, um, so there's been more, we noticed there's been more personal trainers in the gym lately. Yeah. Every <laughs> everyone's a personal trainer now and where, where the, the gym we yeah, go to. Yeah, everyone's a trainer now. Like in the winter, there were not any trainers at all, and now there's like everyone, every dude in there, it's a trainer. 
Subra hits or there's a trainer. Yeah. The guy that's jumping up and down on the fucking thing is a trainer. Really, he no, is? He's no, not. he's not. No, he's not. I'm just, Thank I'm God, just, no. just kidding. <laughs> no. It's like 10 sets of jumping on the fucking... So there's a guy in our gym that j- just gets on the Stairmaster. And, you know, when the stairs are at the top, he'll just fucking jump up and down on it. Yeah. And, like, well, he's headbang. Try- yeah, he's trying to work out his abs. That's what he's trying to do. Yes. <laughs> he's trying to crunch in the air. <laughs> when he jumps. Because he keeps looking at his abs. Every time he does yeah, that, yeah. he's just like, "Oh, is it working? Is it working?" It's just weird. I don't know. Maybe it that works. That's crazy. Maybe because he, he's doing it. Not. it does not work at <laughs> His all. His postures are ridiculous too. Yeah, he's always. He like looks like a candy cane. Super hunched over. He looks like this. Yeah, yeah, and then he he wears. I don't know what's his problem. I, he's definitely like crazy. Like there's something wrong with him. Yeah. Uh, he wears like an extra extra large wife beater. Yeah, and then he, and then he, he wears a belt, a belt around his waist to keep it down. Yeah, like he wears the lifting belt around his waist like a regular belt that yeah. holds up your pants. Yeah, yeah. And then, but he puts it like mad down. It's not even to his back. It's not even giving support. Yeah, it's, it's like on his butt. Yeah, and on his thighs, I guess. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's weird. I don't know, I don't know what's what's his issue, but but yeah, everyone's a trainer and. It's kind of weird. it's kind of funny to see. Like I I observe like all the tr- supposedly trainers that are training people and mm-hmm. they they sometimes they give terrible advice. Like they're like trainers because they call themselves trainers but they have a- no actual experience. Right. Or they maybe they have some knowledge but not uh good knowledge. <laughs> well the the thing with with trainers is uh it's very easy to become a trainer and then once you become a trainer it's just kind of like it's just kind of like uh, it's just your call Mm -hmm. like everything is totally up to you what what the person does so there's no there's there are protocols set in place as far as how you should work a beginner you know you should work on their balance you should work on stability first you should Mm -hmm. work on building their strength first and then work on the little things first uh, after. But you see these trainers kind of skip all that stuff because they don't know about it. And they'll go straight into, all right, give me four sets of 30 sit-ups. Give me lo- walking lunges up and down They're just exhausting for their, a million sets. They're exhausting their clients. Yeah. So that the clients will be like, oh, my God, I was so good. I'm so tired. Yeah. It must be working. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah, I don't get, I don't, I don't know, man. It's, they, they do. So here's the thing that people get wrong as a trainer too, is that they, whatever is working for them, they think that that's what they're going to do for every client. Mm -hmm. And if you're a man, first of all, if you're a man, your, your training for your female client is going to be slightly different than yours. Yeah. Um, if you're a, a, you know, a big man, like a, you know, like we, there's trainers in there that are pretty brolic. They're pretty muscular and whatever. And you see them when they do their own training, like deadlifting a lot, like, and, and then they put their trainees to do the same kind of routines, like maybe less weight, but the same kind of routines. And that doesn't work for every person mm-hmm. either. So it's very, it kind of takes the personal training, the personal out of personal training. <laughs> It's just yeah. like what you think 
what works for you you're you're projecting on them you know you're telling them what to do yeah be, because you. it works for you you think you know that's the best way to go mm -hmm. but that's not true for everyone right everyone's different so yes you you're gonna have a certain amount of clients doing similar routines and mm -hmm. it's gonna be a little bit modified by because of the individual but you can't have them doing all the same thing, you know? Yeah. You can't, like, so, like, most of my, so, okay, so I have a, a client that, um, I have a trainee that is an athlete. <clears throat> so the way I train an athlete, and, for example, I have a, a trainee who, or a client who um, is just sedentary lifestyle, like, he just goes to work and goes home and that's it. He doesn't do anything, but he he but he wants to lose weight and he wants to be in good shape. He mm -hmm. wants to be muscular, you know, whatever. So the guy who's an athlete and the guy who's just a sedentary um, has a sedentary lifestyle. I want to train them differently because the athlete needs more um, special uh, care. Like they need a, a more unique routine. Mm -hmm. uh, they need a routine where where. Yes, if the athlete tells me I want to be more muscular, I want you know I want to be stronger. The routine, the routine I'm gonna use is gonna be hypertrophy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to implement hypertrophy in a way um, that's uh, functional for you. Mm -hmm. So a squat and let's say a Romanian deadlift are good for for leg strength. And are good, it's good for uh, building some strength and building some explosiveness depending on how you do it, right? Mm -hmm. Depending on how you set up the, the workout. So I might have the athlete do that. And then the the guy that's just sedentary, I might split it up where, oh, well, I am splitting it up, where I just want him to build strength and stability first mm -hmm. because he's unbalanced, because uh, he's imbalanced, and because a lot of things he hasn't done before. So he's way less uh, advanced as far as coordination and yeah. all these things go. So I'm starting him at a much slower pace, mm -hmm. and we're just building strength, whereas the athlete already has some coordination, already has some balance and stability and strength and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So the routine is going to be different, but the same, you know? Yeah, one has the fundamentals, one, do right. one doesn't. Right. So, like, if they're both working on strength, I'm going to have the athlete do, like, I don't know, Let's say he does like four heavy deadlifts and then I'll have him do like an explosive movement. So mm -hmm. I'll have him do or plyometric movement. So mm -hmm. I'll have him do box jumps, like jump, jump up on the thing like five times uh, immediately after, mm -hmm. you know, just to get that explosiveness and that strength in the hips and the butt mm -hmm. and the legs, whatever. So just stuff like that. It'll be the athlete's workout will be more dynamic than the sedentary person's mm -hmm. uh, workout. But they, but they might have this similar goals. Right. So that's what I mean. That's just one example of what I mean by uh, just individuals mm -hmm. having similar goals, mm -hmm. but different lifestyles and different bodies call for modifications. Yeah. So you can't just take every client and have them all do the same thing. Yeah. They're they're all going to get results, but it's going to vary. So it's going to vary because because of genetics. It's going to vary because of well, mainly just because of genetics, right? Because of what their body's like. Uh, what they respond to the best. So, and then if you're not addressing that, they're you know 
you can have two people with the same exact routine and then one of them could be have much uh have uh much uh worse results than the other mm -hmm. but 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 your job as a trainer is to figure out why that other person isn't uh progressing as much yeah. you know and then you have to change the routine you have to do something you have to it has to fit this person's needs and this person's uh uh you know their their biology yeah. you know that's what assessments are for right like before yeah. you assess them you figure out what's whether they're their bad qualities or the good qualities and right. usually for an athlete they have more good qual better qualities and better fundamentals than you know well, someone that, well, yeah someone of, of a sedentary or or not athletic background yeah not well not all well most of the time yeah they they're always going to be a little bit better than a person that's doing nothing mm -hmm. but athletes can also have um issues because yeah. they depending on the sport so we were talking about this <clears throat> the other day um you know through text or whatever through dm so form so wh whatever sport they're doing that means they're doing uh they're moving their body in a certain pattern in mm -hmm. a certain way mm -hmm. repeatedly for mm -hmm. years or however long they're doing it the same way over and over and over and over again so they they might develop not bad habits but not the correct patterns not the correct habits that you need to do to be well-rounded mm -hmm. so for example if i'm like like i was saying if i'm a fighter and and uh my my posture is always like this with my shoulders forward mm -hmm. um you know it's going to be difficult for me to do to for me to do you know, rows with correct posture, to do deadlifts with correct posture, to squat with my back very tight. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be difficult for me to do certain things. And you you develop tightness and, and imbalances and, and weird things that way. So that's just one little example. But uh, you, as an athlete, whatever your sport is specifically, you're going to develop certain patterns and certain uh, behaviors uh, of movement and you when you have a trainer they should be kind they should kind of be helping you to move the opposite way as well because yeah. we know that working um antagonistically against you know what you're used to can have great benefits for your health for your posture for uh and for your strength mm -hmm. and development mm -hmm. uh if you're always working in one plane of motion or one range of motion one one way so if i was a boxer or a fighter that my shoulders were always like this and I was always punching and then I went to the gym and I was always doing bench press which is like the same kind of motion uh, I would be fucking my back up I would be messing my shoulders up um, I would just be strengthening what I'm already efficient at mm -hmm. uh, when really I should be doing more rows I should be working on posture I should be strengthening my back because your back muscles actually um, give you a lot of that power you need to punch um, so there's there's ways to um, you know to counteract those bad patterns or just those learned patterns. Yeah, it's also good because you avoid injury too. If you right. uh, practice things that practice movements and you know fix your posture in a way that it's it's not uh, regular for you to be in in your specific sport. Like let's say like mm -hmm. I don't know how it is for boxing, but you're constantly you know shoulders mm -hmm. forward whatever mm -hmm. and maybe when you're sparring or you're boxing or you're doing whatever in your sport something uh, something happens and you're you're sort of pushed out of that position mm -hmm. 
and you're in an awkward position and you right. might get hurt. Right. So, yeah, yeah. so if you're like in a gym practicing uh, to be in another posture and working your antagonistic muscles mm -hmm. uh, to be used to being in, in another position, mm -hmm. you know, uh, it avoids you being injured when you're doing your sport right. too. So it gives, gives you sort of, of it gives you sort of an, an advantage, like compared right. to someone else who doesn't. Who's, who just constantly practices the same thing over right. and over and over. So an interesting thing is that there are there are <coughs> fighters who so there are a lot of fighters who do this now, but Muhammad Ali used to um, he used to go for a run backwards, so he used to run backwards because everybody runs forwards. Like your body's good at walking and mm -hmm. running forward the way it's supposed to go. Um, and he used to work a lot on backpedaling and running backwards because if you watch his fights, he would use his footwork a lot. He would move side to side a lot and backwards a lot. Yeah. He would stay away. He would throw a lot of jabs. He would throw, you know, counter punches, hooks, stuff like that. And um, he was able to move in every direction uh, and be in, in, be in balance um, the whole time. So... Somebody who's not working that way, again, antagonistically, we're, we're, we're used to going forward but not backwards. So he would work going backwards and side to side and all these different ways mm -hmm. so that he would strengthen uh, and be stable in those positions that really uh, people are not used to being yeah, in. Yeah, it gave him the upper hand. You know, and, he, right. and it made him more innovative too. Right. You know, so it made it made it more fun to watch yeah. for everybody. You know? yeah. it, it pretty, and it changed people's minds. Like you don't have to always – practice the same way and you could also be good at other areas and right you know well it calls people to like now a lot of fighters fight um to take it even further and they fight with both hands so uh both stances rather so if you're for me i'm orthodox right so i'm right-handed my right hand goes behind me my left hand goes in front of me a lot of people now will fight both ways they'll fight southpaw right hand in front and then they know how to move but it's very difficult because you have to learn combinations on both sides. You have to learn angles on both sides, entries on both sides, exits on both sides, count, counters, just like everything on both sides. But, again, not just working one pattern, one way of moving, one way of fighting or doing your sport, working the opposite as well. And um, now uh, athletics have evolved so much that it's just – I don't I don't know why maybe because there's so much more information and better coaching and better uh, knowledge you know you could watch video on any sort of fighter you could watch video on any sort of coaching and uh, so athletes are just so much better now and mm -hmm. able to do things twice as good uh, as older athletes and you know on both sides you know mm -hmm. backwards forwards both sides whatever yeah so it's a it's an interesting thing. So anyway, going back to the gym, uh, you can't train everybody the same. Yeah. You can't train everybody the same. Everybody's different. Um, and you have to be able to f acknowledge what a person needs. Yeah. You know? And for people who are getting trained, they need to be knowledgeable that you have to watch out for these trainers. Like mm -hmm. uh, trainers that are not very good at personalizing their workouts. Right. You know? So it's easy to be misled if by it, yeah. by a bunch of words and a bunch of workouts that you're taught like now you're tired now you're sore you think it's working but not, not necessarily working for your benefit right you know so you just have to be careful with that you have to like 
as someone getting trained, ask questions and do your own research. Don't only rely. Sure, a personal trainer could give you all the information you want about fitness, but also go go out of your way to find uh, to search and research what a good trainer is and what you need as uh, for a personal trainer. Like, what do you need from a personal trainer? So yeah, don't. It's okay to trust your personal trainer, but uh, just say why. Just yeah. ask why. So yeah. if they tell you, "All right, we're going to be doing this," you know, say why. Well, why? Why? Why am I doing this? You know, that's going to bother a lot of trainers because a lot of them are just not going to know why. They're just going to, you know, it's kind of just that because I said so kind of thing, and that's not what you want yeah. in a trainer. You want a trainer to be able to say, "Okay." I see these things wrong with you or that we can improve on. Um, what? Okay, and, and then what's your end goal? You say you want this kind of thing, so this is how we're going to build up to it. Mm-hmm. So if somebody tells me they want to, um, they want to uh, change their physique, and so let's say this person's super skinny and they want to build muscle or gain weight, you know, okay, we're going to work on strength. We're going to do, well, first of all, okay, that working on strength is the plan. Doing strength routines is the plan. But first we're going to see, like, where your imbalances are. We're going to try to strengthen and stabilize you. So when we do these heavy lifts that you need to um, to gain weight and to gain size and strength, you're, you're not going to end up hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. So uh there's that period first but let's say the person's very uh good very advanced whatever and you get them started right away on a on a on a strength routine right so you get them lifting heavy lower reps you get them resting longer you get them eating right Mm -hmm. uh at a at a surplus and then you know once they gain a significant amount of weight or, or size then you can start doing more hypertrophy type work and endurance type work to you know to burn more fat and build more muscle and then well, co- constantly um, switching it up so their body's not just adapting, they're kind of um, always growing and always changing. Mm-hmm. Um, if a person wants to lose weight, you know, that's another thing. So you could have them, depends where they're at. Are they super uh, obese? Are they pretty average? You know, either get them started on hypertrophy, you get them started on, you know, whatever, higher endurance. If they're really obese, maybe you just get them started on like doing some low impact stuff like walking like i always tell people um just start walking like a half an hour a day an hour a day and just get used to that first and then we'll lift weights Mm -hmm. usually obese people aren't um too great with lifting weights so they're not going to be really strong or stable or anything like that it's probably uh gonna hurt them a little bit more because they're carrying a lot of weight Mm -hmm. on their body already but there's just there's so there's so many things and if you're a trainee, if you're a client, ask why. Like, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. You know, every time I hire, I'm sorry, every time someone hires me uh, and they tell me what their plan is and what they want to look like or, you know, whatever their goal is, I say, okay. I, I kind of sit down and think about it for a bit. I'll write down a few things and then I'll, I'll be like, okay, uh, we're going to do, you know, this this month for, for the first or for the first 10 or 12 sessions, we're going to do this, and then we're going to switch it to that, and yeah. you're going to eat like this for this amount of time, and you then the plan. we'll switch yeah. it to that type of eating, and mm-hmm. then we'll implement this kind of cardio, and then, you know, 
uh, and the whole time, make sure you're drinking water and sleeping and all, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that goes into planning. You should be, you should be, um, wary. You should be cautious. If you tell a, tr- if you tell a trainer your goals and then they immediately say, okay, and just start you off on a routine, mm-hmm. you know, cause that means they didn't really put much thought into anything. They're just yeah. like, okay, we're going to do what I always do. Yeah. Yeah. With everyone, it's like, oh, you want to lose weight? Okay, so get on the treadmill for an hour. Yeah, I'll yeah. watch you. You pay me. Like generic stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Just gotta be careful with that. A lot though. of trainers too just do what's the quickest thing too. Yeah. So, because the quickest thing seems like the most effective thing when you, and the most important thing when you're trying to make money. So I'm kind of a bad trainer in the in the respect that. I actually will take the time to train you correctly and do things the slowly but surely way and that can lose me money and that could lose make make me lose clients because they want the fast way they want the immediate thing they want the you know instant gratification yeah, because they, they're paying money they want the 20 minutes expect out right you know? and it's hard to explain and it's hard to get the right kind of person yeah the right kind of clients I understand that these things take time and there's a reason that you've been trying for so long and it hasn't been working. There's a reason, you know, that not everyone's walking around shredded and and looking good Mm -hmm. because it's difficult. Um, They go into, they have misconceptions that the trainer is going to get them like ripped in like a month just because he's a personal trainer. Yeah. Yeah. no, 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 I mean, it could happen, but it, that entirely depends on what you're doing too because your personal trainer is not with you all the time. Mm-hmm. So the hour or hour and a half that you're in the gym every day or every other day or every two every two times a week or whatever it is isn't going to transform your body as fast as the way you want to. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people that you see have rapid transformations or, or um, they have great results. They're working out every day and they're eating right and they're doing cardio and they're drinking water and they're sleeping and they're taking supplements and they're taking steroids and they're taking whatever. And they're doing a lot of work, Mm -hmm. you know, not taking anything away from anybody. They're doing a lot of work. So you going to a trainer a couple times a week and still having your crappy habits, um, is not going to give you any sort of quick transformation. Mm-hmm. So that's what people need to understand. If you want to transform, if you're serious, if you're for real, you need to be realistic. Yeah. You need to stop mm-hmm. looking at people on the internet mm-hmm. and don't think that you know everything because nothing happens quickly. And if the trainer tells you that this can happen quickly, they're lying. Yeah. You know, they're lying. Yeah. People's bodies just don't change rapidly. You yeah. know, we're not, <laughs> humans can't do that. We're not fucking. And also, you could. If someone wants to lose weight, you could make them run forever, and then they'll lose weight, but then they'll relapse so so bad, you know? Right. And also, and they will be in bad health, too, <laughs> you know? Well, their body will adapt to that, too, right? Yeah. So they'll just be skinny fat, you know? Yeah. Their body will stop losing weight. They'll stay skinny, but their, their body will look... It's like those girls you see on the treadmill all the time. They think being on the treadmill is going to give them some sort of shape, but they're just skinny fat, mm-hmm. you know? They're just kind of like, you know? They're not that great looking. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, yeah, trainers. I don't know. Some trainers could be assholes. 
But I mean, it's it's because the it's a business and they they want money and in order to get money, they need to make the client get results and see results. You know, right. so it's understandable, but it's not right. Yeah. You know? Is well, these people more people need to educate themselves, you know? Yeah. You need to educate stay yourselves. Woke. Stay woke, ask questions, you know. Educating yourself is not looking at Instagram videos. Mm-hmm. Okay. All those Instagram models and and uh you know, guys they they're not telling you everything they're doing. They're not showing you everything they're doing. They're showing you when they look the best, you know, when they have the best pump. Yeah. They're showing you when they're the skinniest, when their butt looks the nicest. You know, they're they're not showing you everything they're doing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're especially if you're putting your health in someone else's hands, like your health and your, your body in someone else's hands, you should ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's only it's only right. If you ask questions and you just find out as much as information as you can. Like don't just stay quiet and just be like, Okay, I'll do this, okay, I'll do this. Yeah. That asks why and and for what for what benefit how is this going to benefit me in, in the long term and the short term you know all right, so. all right. straight facts straight facts, straight facts segment facts straight facts. facts hold on I gotta I'm to check this camera put a pause on this podcast oop all right recorded nothing just leave it now. The whole podcast is gone. And we're back. Hold on. Obviously, edit this out. Please, I can say what the fuck I want. Right. 9-11 was fake, bro. Straight. <laughs> That's not the straight facts segment. <laughs> straight facts. Does fat make you fat? Is fat bad? Does eating fat the reason you're fat? Is eating fat the reason you're fat? It would make sense, right? No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> I remember when I was young, when I was younger and starting to diet, I was, I was like, oh, my fat's too high on my macros. Oh, fat. Yeah. No. Okay. So I, w- I would put my fat at twenty grams. Oof, that's so low. So yeah, and I felt like shit. I, I was like, lo- "What's wrong with me? I'm doing the right thing, right?" <laughs> I didn't know. I think the least I did was sixty grams or seventy, something like that. I yeah. think the lowest I ever went was sixty grams. I never went that low. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Then- so so what is fat, and what is carbs, and what is protein? That it's important to understand what these things are, mm-hmm. so you know what they're used for and you know how they affect your body. So, fat is an a stored energy source. So when you eat fat, it gets stored in your body, or it gets used as energy. Mm-hmm. Carbs is a readily available energy source. So when you eat carbs, either you use the energy immediately because that's uh, what your body uses first. Uh, that's that's what your body burns first for energy. Or if you eat a bunch of carbs and you do nothing, again, it gets stored as fat. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it gets uh, turned into a stored energy source. Protein is all protein is is uh, building blocks for your body. So basically, protein is for building muscle. Protein is for you know building everything. Building like, everything in your body, your skin, your organs, your your, every, your anything. You're just all your whole body is just a collection of protein. So it it adds to that. You know, it just right. it it's a building block, like you said. Right. It, it helps you build. It helps you recover. Yeah. It helps you maintain yeah. your body. Yeah. Um, now protein is always a necessity. Mm-hmm. If you ever, I've not, I don't think I've ever heard of a pro, uh, diet where you don't eat protein. Low protein diet. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Mm. You need that stuff to live. Mm. Um, yeah. Usually now, when you're, when you're setting up your macros, you want, well, what, what I do is like a pound per gram. A pound. That's like the standard. A gram per pound. Yeah, a gram of protein per pound. So if I'm like 190, I'm going to eat 190 grams of protein. And I'll usually do a little bit less than that. I'll do like, if I'm 170, I'll do like 165 or something. Yeah, some people even do more. They do like 1.2. Yeah. 1.2 grams. Well, again, it depends on your body and it depends on how extreme um, your your lifestyle. Yeah. Are you bodybuilding six hours a day? Are you, you know, what's your training like? Mm -hmm. The more training you do, the more you're breaking your body down. The more protein you need to build it back up and recover. Yeah. Um, so don't be fooled. That's another thing. Don't be fooled. Bonus, bonus fact. Don't be fooled that you need more than a. You need an excess amount of protein for your body when you're not doing the training. Uh, you're not doing the extreme training that other people are doing. Mm. If you're not a bodybuilder taking steroids, if and, and freaking working out twice a day for four to six hours each workout session, you don't need an excess of protein. Mm -hmm. If you're just a person that's going to the gym for one or two hours, you just eat your body weight or a little bit less in protein and you'll be fine. Yeah. You don't need to go crazy. You're not going to, you're not going to, you know, lose muscle. You're not going to die. You don't need three, three protein shakes a day. Yeah. Plus the food you're going to eat. Plus food. Yeah. You don't, you don't need it. Yeah. So fat and carbs, those are energy sources. Now, what's making you fat? So, you can't have an excess of both at the same time. That's what usually makes people fat, right? Mm-hmm. They don't care about what they're eating. They're just eating a ton of carbs. And with carbs comes sugar. Uh, usually attached to that comes a lot of sugar. And um, they're eating fat as well. So, you're eating two energy sources. You're not burning enough calories a day. You're not training hard enough where you're burning up all of those things, mm-hmm. all of your carbs, and then going into your fat. So when you work out and you're on a standard diet and you're on, or you're just eating whatever you want, you burn carbs first, and once those carbs are done, then your body will start to dip into the fat of, mm-hmm. of your body for energy. And if you're on keto, it's the opposite. Right. right. So so if you're, if you're doing a high-fat diet, mm-hmm. which is the opposite of um, what – people are normally used to you're eating almost no carbs um and if you do they're getting burned immediately and and you're using um fat, fat as, primary, as energy as, as a, a primary, primary source of energy source. like your body shifts from uh you know fat from glucose which is carbs right and to, to burning ketones. to burning the ketones right which you get from eating fats yeah 
And one would argue like the whole the whole thing people think fat is like the most evil shit ever. Well, because it's a word. Yeah. It's because if we had a different word that we'd call fat people, <laughs> like if if we had a if we would just say obese or we would just say overweight, yeah. right? That person's overweight. We wouldn't if that's the way it was from the start, we wouldn't uh associate fat the macronutrient mm -hmm. with a person being fat yeah you know if because fat and overweight are two different words but since carbs protein fat and then you call someone fat they associate those two things mm -hmm. so i don't know how that started but yeah you just just change it like start pe calling fat people carby or something <laughs> <laughs> look at just extra, call them carb looking extra carby today man You're looking carb today you're so carbs <laughs> Then then you're gonna see everything on the on the food market like oh carb free. You look at so glucose. Carb free, zero carbs, ten, ten percent carb. Yeah. yeah. Everything's gonna change. Low carb. Yeah. So, we we both have had the experience of doing both type type of diets. Mm -hmm. I like them both. Interestingly enough, I got so I lost the most weight doing a ketogenic diet. So I lost the most weight doing a diet where I'm eating high fat and no carbs and moderate protein. Mm -hmm. So I, you eat high fat and your body burns fat as energy constantly and that takes a bit for your body to make the change and, and shift to do. Um, so I, I don't know. I think the most I did it was like for four or five months at a time. Mm -hmm. And I got super lean, super like I got down to like 158 pounds, um, but 158 pounds of like super lean shreddedness. Like you can see every muscle in my body. Like I was ready to be on a well, I would be the skinniest person on the bodybuilding stage, but I would I could have tried to compete in a bodybuilding show if I wanted to. And lost, but the point is, you get it. Like I was very lean. You'd be surprised. There's a bunch of body types there. I, I don't know. It's, it's insane. I'm too long. I need more size. But anyway, I was very lean. Like my body fat was like four or five percent. It mm -hmm. was ridiculous. And and I but I would refeed right. I would do some days where I would eat some carbs, and it would fill up my muscles, and I would look super. You know, uh, I would look bigger, mm -hmm. and and my muscles were fuller. Um, and I also did a summer where I just did. Interestingly enough, I just did uh, low fat, mm -hmm. um, carbs kind of cycled. Mm -hmm. um, so some days I'd eat all my carbs, some days I'd eat like 75% of my carbs and high protein. And I got shredded off of that diet too. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I looked harder, like yeah. my muscles looked harder there is definitely than they did on the fat diet. Yeah. So the fat diet, I lost a lot of weight and fat. But with the carbs, I looked hard, like I looked like a piece of steel, yeah. you know? So it was a different look, but same effect. Mm -hmm. And just uh, when, when you're doing the keto too, like my stamina went up like crazy. I could do cardio for days. Like I was doing BJJ and, and kickboxing yeah. and karate like for days and not get tired. It's funny because I saw different differences too. Uh, now, right now I'm doing high carb, low fat. And I'm losing weight pretty quickly and the thing pretty too is efficient, efficiently. I feel like it's more um, consistent. It's different for, for people, but I feel like when, when I do the carbs, maybe for you too, the weight goes down gradually mm -hmm. and consistently. Yeah. And when you do the high fat, low carb, your weight just goes boom. Like it just goes down. Like, yeah. And you just start burning fat. Like once you get into that mode, like you just start losing like crazy. Yeah. 
The biggest difference for me, like like you said, the stamina. Since you, since your since your training is mostly cons- like consist uh, consists of stamina yeah, and, and endurance it, yeah. and stuff. For me, I when I was on keto, I got shredded really quick. But when I'm on a high carb diet and I'm getting I'm losing weight too, I've experienced more pumps mm-hmm. than, than than on keto. Like I felt way more pumps in the gym on on now you feel right now. Yeah, I feel a lot better and I have. I feel a lot more bigger and more fuller now that I'm on uh, high carb, low fat. Yeah. Even though I'm losing weight efficiently. Too, yeah, it's a different know? feeling. I yeah. think you definitely feel better on carbohydrates. Yeah, yeah. You're getting like the satisfaction of having the glucose, your, the sugar, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you're not overdoing it. And if you can get it right, I think it's a amazing diet to use. But the so the thing. Again, like comparing the two, the thing is that the being with the carbs, you know, you'll get that consistent feeling, whatever, but you're more likely to, um, like, if you eat too much, you could fuck it up really easily. Mm-hmm. Um, if you eat too many carbs, too much sugar, if you binge eat a little bit, you could fuck it up really easily. Now, when you're um, on the high fat diet, you you like don't get those cravings after a certain amount of time. You don't even want like anything sweet or or sugary or carby anymore. Yeah, and it's like a different it's a different feeling. But lifting weights is uh, doesn't feel as good. Like yeah. it doesn't feel as great to be in the gym at all. Like I was like on keto. I was like, what the fuck? I just I'm trying to get a pump and I can't. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on? I feel like shit. Like compared to like before when I was like on high carbs, and now that I'm high carbs. I'm like, oh, this is why because I need that that glucose in my body and to like give mm-hmm. me that pump. It's, it's like totally different. It's very strange. It's like yeah. drugs. It's like the carbs are like drugs. It's like, if you just do, it's like those people that get off heroin and then they, <laughs> they give them like a little bit of, they give them like a, something that's like heroin mm-hmm. and they give them a little bit every day. You know, you go to the clinic, they give you a little bit every day until you can get off of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how the carbs are. And if you could do it right, if you just get a little bit of those carbs every day, like the amount you're supposed to get and uh, the right amount of protein and fat to keep your hormone levels good, then you, you'll you feel amazing. You'll feel like a beast. Mm-hmm. But uh, the high-fat diet, you cut it out completely. It's like going to rehab and just they lock you in a room. Yeah. And then, But once you get out of that room and it's been like a few months or whatever, uh, you feel fu- like you don't want the carbs anymore. Like you feel great. You know, you could go for a fucking run forever. You could go walk. You Like, you feel good. Um, but as far as lifting weights, so that usually requires um, – it's usually better to use carbs, and people argue this. But I, in my experience, I think it's better to have carbs to lift weights because, again, it's a readily available energy source. Yeah. So as soon as you start pumping blood in those muscles – you're using those carbs, those, that glucose, you're pumping up, and you, you have that energy, you have that strength immediately mm-hmm. as far as uh, – as opposed to using uh, the high-fat diet where you're kind of more equipped for endurance-type uh, things. Mm-hmm. So your body's not going to handle uh, the immediate um, stress of, of lifting weights and, and trying to you know, do some strength training or mm-hmm. hypertrophy training or whatever you're doing. Yeah. I, so, I, I felt good on keto too. Like I felt more awake and I felt more. Yeah. Your mood's different. My, um, Everything's different. Yeah. My, my mind was clearer. You yeah. know, I was just more alert, you know? Yeah. And yeah. 
and uh, there's benefits. You know, they're both good. Yeah, they're know? both good. They both have their their pros and cons. Yeah. So the, the like you know the cons of like the carb diet is like you could overeat, and mm-hmm. then when you overeat, you feel like shit. Mm-hmm. You feel sleepy. You feel angry. Uh, you get hangry when you're when you're hungry. You want to fucking fight somebody, mm-hmm. and then uh, the high fat diet, like your mood is better. You yeah. don't get cravings. Um, your endurance is better, but your strength is not, and you don't really get to eat what you want to eat. And like eating is a hassle because you gotta pick the bread off of all your food, mm-hmm. and and uh, you you're not enjoying too much. Uh, you're not enjoying eating that much. You know when you when you're doing that, yeah, it's, uh, it's not sustainable. Like you can't do it yeah. their whole life. Yeah, I uh, think I think cycling the two is a is a good idea. Yeah, but the thing with uh, high fat diet is it takes a while to, like for me, it probably takes like a month to like really kick in. Mm-hmm. If I'm going hardcore, it'll take like a month to kick in, and then I'll probably need another month to just get lean, mm-hmm. and then I could go back on the carb diet. And then you got to be careful when you go back on the carb diet because then again it's like drugs. Mm-hmm. Because once you get a little bit, your body's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. let's eat as much as possible. Oh, we back. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's eat as much as possible, yeah. and then you fuck you fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah, so, but why is everything low low, low fat on, the, on uh, grocery stores? So, why is everything yeah, say low fat? Well, that's because of propaganda. Right. That's so because... That would give the impression, like, oh, people go in the grocery store, nothing says low carb, so... Everything says low fat. That means it's good. Right. Low fat is good. And most thing, like I blew my girlfriend's mind the other day because we, um, what did I get? I bought a monster. Mm-hmm. I bought a low, you know, the zero calorie, whatever, mm-hmm. zero carb monster. And I was like, this isn't really terrible for me, but it's two servings. Do you want the other half? She's like, what? It's two servings. I'm like, yeah, read it. Yeah. And it's this big ass can and it's two servings. And most people don't understand is that when you go to buy something, you don't read it. They are, and it always says the f- only one serving. Like it, like packages say, oh, this has... Um, It'll uh, say one serving of this, this, and oh, that. Oh, just seven grams of fat, low low fat. Right. But then you read it, it's like actually 14 grams of fat. Yeah, the because there's two servings. servings. Like yeah. the fucking um, Lenny and whatever cookie. The cookie shit, yeah. That, it says like, oh, low fat. When you read the back, it's two servings. Yeah, it's two servings. So yeah. you're getting double the carbs, double everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's really 500 calories instead of 250 yeah. or whatever yeah. it is. It's crazy. So you you you're, you're eating more than you need. Mm-hmm. And who the fuck's gonna eat half a cookie? You're not gonna eat a sweet, <laughs> delicious cookie and only eat half. It's funny because they put the two. They put uh, 16 grams of protein on the front, which is the two servings, uh-huh. but only like seven grams on which is the one serving on the front. Mm-hmm. So they put what on the front in big letters to attract what they want you to see. Right. But if you read the back, it's in fine, like fine print mm-hmm. with the the realistic, the real thing about it, you know, the real facts. Yeah. But people don't read at all. People don't read yeah, anything. They don't take the yeah. time. They yeah. read your drinks, especially drinks. Drinks mm-hmm. are like the biggest culprit of that. Yeah. Because you look at a drink, you're like, damn, what? I'm always looking for drinks that are one serving. Because I know if I get a bottle that has two servings, I'm just going to drink the whole thing. Yeah. I'm not going to throw... I'm not going to save... I'm not going <laughs> to walk around... Especially if it's a can. You can't close it. So you're not yeah. going to save it. I'm not going to walk around with half of Arizona, yeah. you know? So, yeah, it blew her mind. She was like, this is two servings? Like, I've, I've probably just been drinking two servings of everything yeah. for, like, the longest time and not even knowing. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know? Like, fucking... Like a chocolate milk. I love chocolate milk. But the bottles they sell are two servings. I'm like, this is a shit f- f- 
fuckload of sugar mm-hmm. and carbs, and I don't want all that because yeah. I know it's going to give me a stomach ache. Yeah. That's why you get a stomach ache when you drink all that, you know? Yeah. So I don't even get it anymore. I'm just like water. Water. Water's fine. Yeah. Well, the point is low fat. I mean, high, like fat is not bad. Fat does not make you fat. Yeah. Overconsumption of calories, overconsumption of your two energy sources is what makes you fat. Yeah. You're storing too much because you're eating too many carbs and you're eating too much fat and you're not getting the right ratio or the right balance of either or. Yeah. If you're going to eat a lot of carbs, you need to lower your fat significantly. If you're going to be eating a lot of fat, you need to lower your carbs significantly. Mm-hmm. Your protein is just to help you maintain your body, build muscle, and recover uh, your body. So yeah. keep that in mind. Fat does not make you fat. Just... Uh, Everything you're putting in your mouth is what it's is what's making you fat. Yeah. So think about it more. Think about what you're putting inside your body. Yeah, inside your mouth. So questions. 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 What you got? Questions. Let me see what I got here. Let's see. All right. Um something not fitness related okay um so what is us being older now right and uh i guess having responsibilities and shit okay uh what is something you do you did as a kid that you still do now that like as far as what like makes you happy like you still want to include it in your life just because it makes you happy and you've done it as a kid uh that made me happy as a kid i don't know i still do sports not really i just do fighting um video games not really kind of falling off of that but i try um or maybe you try to you try to like uh partake every so often like like video games, for example, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, I try to like, keep up with video games. Like video games, like you playing Xbox and I shit. Hate we playing used to... with my fucking brother, or he just fucks <laughs> me up. I'm like, fuck you. Like <laughs> Xbox, we play like 24 seven as as when we were younger, as yeah, kids yeah. in high school, whatever. Mm-hmm. And now we don't have time, but we try to still, you know, partake, you know, mm-hmm. in the video games, whatever. Just because it, it and like for me, like I, it, it's fun and it brings me back. Like, you know, it's like a more chill. Yeah, it's nostalgia. It's yeah, more yeah. about nostalgia now. Yeah. Um. Uh, let me see. What do I still do? I don't know. Video games. Um. I try. I try to sing. I try to sing. Like, if, especially if no one's home. Not because I give a shit about you guys, but. Uh, it's just so like I'm not annoying anybody. Mm-hmm. But I read something that like uh, singing, like ten minutes a day or something like that, is good for you. Like it's good for your for your brain. It's good for your mood. Like all this shit. So, um, I mean, I'll do it sometimes when you guys are here. But um, I'll put on some music and yeah, I'll just sing whatever. Because that's something I've always liked to do since since I don't know since since I was a little kid actually. Uh, when I was younger. When I was younger, um, 
I used to do it in in my grandmother's house all the time. So I used to live with my grandmother, and uh, I would do it with, with my aunt all the time. Uh, we'd just put on music on when nobody's home, mm-hmm. and just like fucking just scream out like singing whatever, and having fun. And I I think I've done that pretty consistently from like to a kid to teenager to now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed that it, it is true. Um, I feel much better when I do that. And I don't know if it's because like it's something I like and I'm passionate about mm-hmm. um, or bec- I don't know if it's like the way they made a seem online when I read that little article was like, everyone should do this. Like it's it's scientifically proven, mm-hmm. like just like every fucking thing on the Internet. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I think if it's something that you like to do and yeah, doing thing, I think it's just another way of saying doing something you like to do for 10 minutes a day will boost your health yeah also if you're <laughs> singing a song you don't like i don't think it's gonna have the same effect as of singing a song you do like right right yeah so it matters so yeah like i'm sure singing anything you you like and you know all the words to and mm-hmm. you know you want to dance to whatever it makes you happy it's going to give you like right. a rush of like of dopamine endorphins you know? yeah so obviously yeah. it's going to be good you sing songs that like you. <laughs> you listen to songs that yeah. remind you of something yeah. or you know, or you just really like, you know, mm-hmm. it gives you a good feeling. Um, and then being able to express that, you know, outwardly by singing is, is, uh, is a good way to, um, you know, feel good. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. I don't think every person should, do, it's not going to work for every person. Yeah. So, yeah. but everybody likes to do it once in a while though. That I think that's a fact. Mm-hmm. You know? Who doesn't like to just sing their favorite song sometimes, yeah. you know? Yeah, true. Where, true so, true. what about you? We never, we never answer each other's our own questions, so we need to start doing that. Fuck me. Uh, what do I like to do? Well, I've been playing basketball. You did when you were as a kid. I've been playing basketball a lot. I'm like, getting more involved in like um, a team, team sports. Yeah, that's something I liked. Well, in high school, really. In middle school, maybe a little bit. I played a little bit of basketball in middle school. But in high school, I played mostly basketball and mm-hmm. was involved like in track or whatever mm-hmm. as a team, whatever. So, I I've been doing that more. So I like that. I, I like think that that's feeling. so important, especially for boys. Yeah. Fucking, I I can't stand. <laughs> I always talk with our friend uh, Joel, and um, I can't stand when. Now we we both know that. And this is a topic for another day. That masculinity is uh, prison. Is a prison, <laughs> and it's a weird mask and a weird role that men and a weird game that men have to play. But I think that it is important. You, if you are a man and you identify as as, you, as a man, you identify as a man. That it is important to be aware of your nature. And I think being competitive is in a lot of uh, it's it's in a lot of our nature. Mm-hmm. It drives me crazy when you fuck fuck is that hashtag New York can't be quiet. Uh, it drives me crazy when men can't be competitive and be be what's the word health health healthily competitive or like healthy competition. Mm-hmm. That's something that was such a big part of my childhood was just going to the park every other day or every weekend 
and playing basketball, playing baseball, playing whatever, playing handball, playing suicide, playing manhunt, mm-hmm. playing tag, mm-hmm. playing football. And for some reason, when you get, again, we keep bringing this up. For some reason, when you get older, it becomes like a thing where people, like, some people are so insecure. They're so insecure and, like, scared to be embarrassed or scared to lose. or And it, it's and to me, it's just like, I don't like to play with people like that. And for me, it's hard to find people that are just okay with having competition and having being okay with losing. And then, of course, there are people that are dicks and, like, over the top. It, <laughs> it's hard to find a balance because if you could just go to the park to play basketball, there are a lot of dicks out there, yeah. you know, because they think it's their whole life. I've experienced that. And all they time. think, yeah, they think they're going to be in the Almost NBA. Most of the time in middle school, we go to the park and always end up with a fight. Yeah, always. yeah. And it, it's worse when you're older because, like, come on, we're fucking grown ups now. Yeah. You're not going to be in the NBA, bro. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be in the NBA. If we play and I lose, I'm fine with that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I literally don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, we could play again. We could play 10 games. If I lose 10 games, I'm fine with that. Um, but it's it's annoying when you're an older guy and you're just like like you know like don't you don't need to throw it in anybody's face you don't need to act all macho and shit mm-hmm. like that um, because that's a and we talked about this before that's a false uh, alpha you mm-hmm. know that's a false you know you're trying to uh, you know pump your chest or whatever you're trying yeah. to bump your chest to prove that you're like you know the the alpha here or whatever. It's like not necessary, mm-hmm. and I get why that can deter some like beta type personalities. They're like, oh, I don't want to deal with that. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know whatever happened to just going out and playing fucking sports or just having a fun competition or or whatever. Yeah. Um. I even even when out when we were in high school, I remember just I would drag people out um, of their house to play. Like I remember dragging our friend out. Um, that lives with us. I remember dragging him out like mo- multiple times. Like, yo, let's let's go play soccer. Let's go play basketball. Let's do this or that. Let's go skate. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, I. So long story short, I think that's a good thing for people. Healthy competition. I think sports are so much fun mm-hmm. um, if you could play with the right people. And mm-hmm. I think um, you know. I, I, me too. I would like to get back to doing that more often. Yeah, it's funny because I've been I've been uh, exploring uh, the uh, topic of competition by myself, like mm-hmm. in my head, because <laughs> I never, I never was like very competitive mm-hmm. as a kid, mm-hmm. and I never gave a thought of how important it is to yeah. be competitive mm-hmm. and and how it plays a big role in our lives mm-hmm. until like recently. So recently, like throughout my whole life, I'm just like, oh, I just gave it like a shrug. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care mm-hmm. kind of mentality. But like recently, like when you like put when you put thought into it and you put you set a goal in your head, like I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to try to win. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to come up on top or whatever. Like at the same time, not being a dick too. Yeah. Like being he- healthy, competitive, it's pretty like powerful and it's pretty like self like it boosts your confidence and all that stuff when you actually do it right and if you don't do it like you have to be also mentally healthy to walk away and not be like well you have to learn from it right right 
So I've been exploring that, and it's it's interesting. It's interesting to see how uh, beneficial it is. You know, uh, like I'm 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 trying to be more um, conscious con- conscious of that, and trying to be uh, better at everything mm-hmm. I'm doing. Yeah, you know. So I it, think uh, that's that's a it's a big misconception because there's a time when. And I need to get back to this mentality because I've lost this edge a little bit. But there was a time when it was just like I was not because I, I, I would just say I'm not going to let anybody beat me in anything. Mm-hmm. Or I, if I do anything, I'm going to do it 100 percent. Right. Or if if I do something where it's win or lose, like I'm going to win. Yeah. Um, and the the trick is knowing when to switch that on and off. Right. Because you don't want to be in a competition with your girlfriend, or, you know, cause yeah, you, you don't want to be, <laughs> yeah, cause you're good. No, no, I just mean like with anything, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cause yeah. then it becomes like you're having a conversation with your girlfriend and yeah. she says something and you're just like, no, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I know this is right. You're wrong. Yeah. I win. You yeah, know, yeah. there's people like that, that take it to every single mm-hmm. facet of their life and it becomes annoying. Mm-hmm. But I think, I don't think anything is wrong. There, there's people that, it drives me crazy. There's people that fantasize about like they like old school movies or they like that old school mentality where men like bust each other's balls and talk shit to each other and hang out and whatever. If you do <laughs> if you do that now today, like people people get so offended and mm-hmm. like, you know, if I fucking like I know there's certain people that I that uh certain friends that I have or that I know that I know if I beat them in a video game or if I beat them in a sport or, or anything. And I'm just like, yo, fuck you. You know, like if I say something, like if I talk shit, mm. they'll get like very offended and they'll get very like, why are you, why are you being a dick? Why are you, uh, yeah, you, that makes you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, no man, I'm just like talking shit, you know, like yeah. we're two guys like relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's people that I can do that with that I know, you know, mm-hmm. there's like, there's a, you know, like when I'm training, for example, if we're literally, if I do like a day, a sparring day in the gym and I'm sparring and I, you know, sit, like there's this, there's this kid, his name is Julian. He's not a kid. He's like 20 something, but he's younger than me. So I call him a kid and he acts like a kid. Mm-hmm. But there's this kid named Julian that, that I train with and, um, he's always talking shit. And I beat the fuck out of him, and he just keeps talking shit because that—that's like it becomes like a. It, I don't know. It, beca- it becomes like a thing, like where we just talk shit to each other and mm-hmm. whatever. He's like, "Oh, I'll get you next time," you mm-hmm. know. And it's like it's—it's—we it's, both know it's nothing like we really hate each other yeah, or yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, we'll we'll spar, we'll fight, we'll physically actually hit each other, and whoever comes out on top it doesn't matter we're still like we still have that relationship where i'm just like yo fuck you i'll get you next time whatever or we'll you know we'll say whatever things we have to say um so there's still people like that but it's just a weird thing man everybody's very sensitive now and offended and i think it comes a lot from insecurity Mm -hmm. it comes a lot from um the fear of failure the feel fear of being embarrassed Mm -hmm. But that's another thing. The same way you can um, be super competitive and win, want to win at everything and then just be a dick, you could be super not competitive and be very like passive yeah. and nonchalant about everything. 
All right. <laughs> that was a very alpha dude. No. Right <laughs> you can be very nonchalant about everything, and that also makes you a dick. Uh-huh. Because then you make it seem like you don't care about anything, yeah. and it's not fun, yeah, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. And then you got that one person that's like, come on, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, whatever, let's see who could fucking run the fastest or something. I don't know. And then yeah. you're just like, no, nah, I'm not even going to try. And it's like, all right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like, it's like Debbie Downers, you it's know, just like I'm gonna lose anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. What's the point? What's the point? Yeah. 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 Let's come, come on, man. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where it comes from. It's it, it's a little bit insecurity and a little bit uh, culture too. Yeah. It's a little bit like that's so the pussification of society everyone's just afraid to like, be a, don't bully to be me. an outcast don't bully you know, everyone's just afraid and you want to always be yeah. perfect i don't know it's just weird but it's okay you can be bad at one thing and good at another thing yeah there there's it's some things that i know i'm super good at that i can beat most people at and then there are things i know i'm not good at and the things i'm not good at i'm not afraid to um ch- challenge mm-hmm. you know and if I lose, like, it's okay. Like, you're the better person right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's cool. If you're not able to say that, then I think there's something wrong with you. If, if you just think you need to be the best at everything. Mm-hmm. So, and the way you avoid finding out that you're not is by not doing anything. Then there's something you need to think about about yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like that mentality of, like, if I don't try, I won't fail. You know, yeah. if I won't try, I won't be embarrassed. If I, you know... I, you can't say I'm the worst if I've never even tried, yeah. you know? So I'm not the worst, but I'm not the best. We don't know, you know? Yeah. It's like, uh, I think we do know you're, you're the worst because you never yeah. tried. You didn't even try, so yeah, you're the worst. Wanna, they don't want to look bad. They don't want to, yeah, they don't want to have, they don't want to fail in front of anybody. So Yeah, competition is important. Yeah. <coughs> Go ahead, your question. Oh, right. So what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? Hmm. Scariest, scariest, like as in what, like it, near, like near death or no, like I'm scared, de- just whatever. It doesn't have to be near death. Yeah, or near death is scary though. Just um, whatever, like you, I don't know. Uh, scary shit. You could know. be silly. Uh, your parents caught you watching porn. It's not really scary. It's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, Your report card came. <laughs> Damn, there's a lot of there's a lot of moments. Then <laughs> mostly high school, yeah. <laughs> mostly being a feared that uh, I'm gonna yeah, get fucked up. My parents probably now is we're not really scared of that yeah. many things right now. The scared oh one of the scared most scared I've ever been is yeah my dad almost fucked me up yeah I was I was like in I think I was like freshman year of high school like soft, <laughs> or sophomore one of those years. And then I was going out with somebody from the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I know secretly my dad didn't like her, so yeah, yeah. I think it was like a race thing, obviously <laughs> to be, to be yeah. honest, because she was black, and I don't think my, I think my dad's like secretly racist, I don't know, but um, I was like supposed to get home at a certain time, and I got and I was like around the block, I was literally like in front of the house, so I got home an hour later, and he mm-hmm. was pissed, he was pissed off, he was so mad. And he and he just came out like charging at me, and my dad's fucking huge. My dad's, <laughs> my dad's like three hundred pounds plus, and he came out with you know with a shirtless. He was <laughs> he was like shirtless and oh, like shit. 
like in his underwear and shit. <laughs> Give a fuck. He was just like, because he came home an hour late. Yeah, huh? and he was like, motherfucker, and he, he came out charging me. I told you this. He, he came out with. I had a desktop at the time, uh-huh. right? Like a huge box box desktop, one of those old ones. Uh, and he and he came charging at me with that in his hands, and he threw that shit at me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> I dodged it. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And he was like, you better fucking go downstairs or whatever. Talking mad shit. I'm like, all right, all right, go downstairs. And I went downstairs and he came charging me downstairs. Mm-hmm. And then he fucking pinned me against the wall of my neck. Like he rolls me like three feet off the ground. I'm, <laughs> I'm probably exaggerating, whatever. Cause it, that's it just how felt I, like three yeah. feet. It was like three millimeters. It felt like this fucking gorilla just like took my neck and yeah. just like lifted me in the air. And I swear to God, I pissed my pants a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking terrified. I was like, oh my God, this man's going to fucking push my head into the wall. Because yeah. when I'm, I, first of all, I rarely see my dad like that. So it's just like a new thing I'm, I'm witnessing. <sighs> and when my dad's mad, he puts his face on like he wants to fucking kill me. Mm-hmm. So, so that happened. I was fucking terrified. So he, and he fucking slapped the fuck out of me. He bitch slapped me. And then he's like, go to your fucking room. And I was like, fuck, all right. And, then, and I was a fucking pussy. I just wrote him a letter. <laughs> I was like, Dan, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, told you I did this whenever I love you. And I left him. I'm sorry I, left I was out with the black girls. And I, yeah. An hour late. And I went to my aunt's house to like hide out. <laughs> so I was mad scared. I was like fear for my life. That's funny. Yeah. It's, it's funny because I just thought I was going to, like, die, literally die. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because when you're a kid, you think, I don't know what you think. You just think you're yeah. in, like, a dire situation. Yeah. Everything, and really yeah. nothing's going to happen. Everything in the world is, like, a blur. And what happens in that moment, you think that's, like, it's the, the most important yeah, thing. It's the most scariest or whatever in yeah. your life. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. You think every little thing is, like, the, the end of the world. No. And really, they're just going to, like, what? Like, punish you. You're going to slap you, and then, like, a few weeks later, you're fine. Yeah. Like, nothing. It's going to be like nothing happened. Yeah. It's, they're not going <laughs> to, like, stab you. It's, unless you got a fucked up life. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless your parents do abuse you. Yeah, we're sorry. Get some help, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's bad funny. Yeah. I think that was, like, one of the scariest moments. I don't know. For me, uh... Just too many things. I don't know, cause it, it, it's it's weird. Like, there's things that I'm used to, where like, I don't know. Like, th- like okay, the scariest thing for me maybe recently was, so, <laughs> well, it's not recently, but so there was this girl that I was dating. Um, so there was this girl that I was dating that had a, a kid, right? So one day, uh, I went to her house, uh, to do stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, I slept over. And so, so before I sleep over, she's like, Oh my, my uh, my daughter's father's coming in the morning oh, to, to pick her up Baby daddy coming, and, <laughs> bro. Oh, to, to pick her up and take her to school or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm like, so I don't want to be here for that. All right. And is that cool? And she's like, no, no, it's fine. Um, you know, he's not going to come in the room. He's just literally going to pick her up and, and leave. Yeah. 
Yeah, like he's going to come, bad. like she's going to be ready to go when he gets here. Yeah. And he's going to grab her and leave. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'm like, no, no. And then she knows she did a little more convincing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> so, so I'm like, okay, um, whatever. At whatever point in time, I, I think I was just too tired to even go home again anyway. So I was like, okay. So he comes in the morning and, and, um, she leaves the room and locks the door. Right. Or I lock the door rather. So. I'm in there and I'm like, okay. So, well, let me preface this by saying she told me that he was a terrible person mm-hmm. and like he tried to like hurt her. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say how, but mm-hmm. like f- really physically harm her before mm-hmm. in the past, whatever, when they would fight or whatever. So I know already in my head, this guy's a violent guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, and, and he's not, he's irrational. So, the door's locked, she leaves, um, and I just hear them talking, like, in the living room, and I'm just like, fuck. She said he was going to get his shit and leave. Yeah. Uh, get his shit. Get his daughter and leave. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Get his daughter and leave. So I'm like, damn it. And then I hear him start to ask, like, oh, why Why is your room locked? <laughs> oh, you know? shit. Like, he starts, like, <laughs> like, because I feel like he knew, and he's just, they haven't been together. Mm-hmm. So he knows that she's fucking other guys and, yeah. like, whatever. Um, so it was just, again, so if he knows that he's obviously not the cool guy type to be like, all right, well, we're not together. You could fuck whoever you want. I'm just mm-hmm. here to get my daughter and take her to school. Mm-hmm. No, he's the type that's like, let me see what's in that room. Huh? Like, you know, so, <laughs> so, um, then he goes, oh, where's your laptop? I want to use your laptop. And she's like, oh, it's in my room. And he's like, Okay. So he goes and he like goes to open the door and it's locked, yeah. right? He jiggles it. He's like, it's locked. Damn, uh, imagine why is if the door locked? Lock that whatever. Shit, yeah. And yeah, I know. I would have just been in there like naked. Like, yo, what's up, man? Yeah, the laptop's, laptop, right, laptop's here. right here. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, just close those tabs. I was, uh, <laughs> yeah. just close those tabs. I was, I was looking up uh, some food to order. <laughs> so, so, um, so. Yeah, he keeps trying to open the door or whatever, and he's like, oh, it's locked. And she's like, just leave it, just leave it, you know, whatever. She's, like, talking shit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think I hear something. Like, he just keeps going. He just keeps going. I'm like, the fuck, man? Like, I'm not doing anything. I'm just laying there. Yeah. But he's just talking shit to, like, bother her mm-hmm. and to bother me, possibly, if I was in there, which I was. I would have I would have been squared up already. <laughs> <laughs> I would have like, closed <laughs> on. Hell, yeah. I would have closed, like, find a weapon or something, man. <laughs> no, I would have no. been scheming, like, come on. You, you weren't, like, thinking about what, what if this thing could come Of course, room, like, but. What I'm going to do. What am I going to do? Yeah, of course, but like plan B. His, his little daughter's there. She's like one or two, you know, and like, I'm not going to freaking cause a tornado of a fight. Like, you know, so, um, so she has the key to the room and the, mm-hmm. and the door is locked. So, so yeah, that's what I did. I, I got up and when he started saying like, he's like, oh, he's like, do you have ghosts? He's just like talking <laughs> mad shit. And I'm in there like, oh my God, just fucking leave guy. Like, yeah. stop. He's like, you. Ha- I think you have a ghost. I hear, I hear there's a ghost in your room. What? And uh, so he just keeps going. Yeah. So well, he keeps going. So I'm like, okay. So I get up and I go right behind the door. And I'm like, all right, if this guy opens the door and comes in here, 
I'm gonna kick the first of all. My, yeah, I'm gonna kick his head fucking straight off his body, yeah, you and see? then I'm leaving the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like he's gonna get a roundhouse kick to the face so fucking hard, and then I'm just leaving. He's not gonna see it because I'm gonna throw it from behind the door. I don't even know how. So, <laughs> so I'm preparing for that, and then finally, after like an hour or what felt like an hour, they mm-hmm. leave, mm-hmm. and. Then I after that, like, first of all, I went to use the bathroom because it was the morning and I had to use the bathroom so bad, too. So I was like about to pee on myself and like in anticipation of like fighting this guy. (laughs) So it was like the two worst feelings, like fear and piss. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. So finally they leave and I text her. I'm like, I'm using the bathroom and I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. So I use the bathroom. I'm leaving. Like I creep out and shit to see if they're still in the area. And I I walk home. This, This is in the Bronx. I walk home. Um, and after that, I stopped fucking with her, you know, really. And yeah. then I, I saw her, um, like later, like maybe in the year after or something like that. And she's like, Oh, why did we stop like, uh, dating or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I, I really forgot why, honestly. I was just, cause I just put it out of my head. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Yeah, I don't know either. And then in my head, I was like, Oh, it's because. I almost had to fight to the death with your fucking baby daddy. That's why. Because you have a daughter yeah. and this this fucking violent guy, would, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah, you yeah. know, I don't got no kids. Yeah. I don't got no problems in my life. Why yeah. Why would I want to put myself in that situation for some ass? Like, yeah. all right. You know? You were like worth it enough to go through that one time. Yeah. Like not the rest of my life. Next so. time, let's, let's go to my house next time. Yeah, no. yeah. So, uh, well, that's the thing too. She had a daughter, so it wasn't like she could be out all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I would have to go to her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, yeah, that was a shitty uh, situation. But that was probably probably one of the most scared uh, times I've ever been. Just that's because it's like, I, what am I? Am I gonna fucking? Pee? You go to the bathroom by myself? Am I gonna fight? Like, yeah. is uh, is it gonna be to the death? You know. You, t- you totally lied to me. Well, mm-hmm. you didn't lie to me, but it didn't happen the way you said it was going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was super annoying. It just yeah. made it worse that he was like, he just kept saying egging shit, it on, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just like, I know someone's in there. You know, <laughs> it, it, it made me feel like he wanted problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I was some dickhead macho guy from the Bronx, I would have came like, out and just be like, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm here. So what? You should have kept the door closed. Like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we yeah, did. Someone was in here. <laughs> yeah, I just talk shit from behind. What the do you door. want? <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is the ghost. He's like, he haunts me, Nick. It's like, yeah, you girls fucking a ghost. <laughs> it's Casper. <laughs> Casper's in here. Pots guys, Nick. That's my yeah. point. Yeah. But there's. I don't know. I have more than that. But it's weird because stuff like that will freak me out more than, like, I don't know. Like, I was thinking, like, one time in middle school, like, these two kids tried to rob me, like, at knife point. Mm-hmm. And that didn't scare me for some reason. It's just weird. Like, what you're used to, what you're not used to, or what you expect and what you don't expect. I don't know. It's weird. I think it varies on on the person. Yeah. That's crazy how, yeah, because you're probably like used to that, maybe or, or I don't know. Well, I'm used to seeing that environment, seeing that shit, yeah. like being from where I'm from, and and I'm there's been plenty of times 
which like my I, I again the masculinity thing like you don't when you're a kid you don't talk about it that much because you don't want to be embarrassed and you don't want to go home crying like a little bitch mm-hmm. and <laughs> when I was younger my grandmother would always tell us like don't come home crying you know like if somebody fucks with you like you better beat them up yeah. you know like <laughs> there have been plenty of times where um, I was talking about this uh, the other night um, with uh, what's her face with with uh, Kari mm-hmm. uh, she's saying her mom is the same way where like I've seen plenty of times where my aunts had to fight and like my grandmother would make them fight and she would be like oh that, that girl's fucking with you you better fuck her up mm-hmm. you know and um, the same thing with me and I was like the biggest baby because I was the only boy around all these women mm-hmm. um, and I was just a fucking crybaby so anytime I had problems um in school like I would just have to deal with it and there, there's plenty of times where like I don't know I'll have to fight a kid or get into a confrontation or like fucking you get like jumped by like two or three kids and then you kind of go home and you don't talk about it yeah. you know if you're not dead or like <laughs> if you're not bleeding or broken or like whatever you're like alright let me go home and whatever I'll deal with it mm. and the, the other day, the, the next day next week or whatever yeah. so stuff like that I don't know what what bothered me so much. Maybe because I'm older. When you're younger, you, uh, I don't know. I feel like confrontation is more. Yeah, you you think think less less about it. it. So you don't don't freak out about it. You're just like, fuck it. I got to deal with it. Yeah. Um, This is happening. But when you're older, I think that's what it was. I was just behind the door with my hands up, like, God damn, what am I going to hit this guy with? You know, I'm like, am I going to pee on myself? Is his daughter going to get in the way? How long? How long are we going to be fighting? What's the consequences after? (laughs) Like, am I going to get out here alive? Is there going to be weapons involved? Like, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff. Like, is the cops going to get called? Yeah. Is he going to fucking hit me over the head with something or stab me? I got work tomorrow. I can't deal with this shit. (laughs) Yeah, his daughter's going to be like, stop. She's going to get in the way and get fucking knocked over. Yeah. It's going to be like a whole big shit show. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting. It's mad funny. <laughs> but yeah, never again. <laughs> and if you're if you ever listen to this, that's why I stopped uh dating you. Damn. <laughs> no, it's not a diss. Damn. It's not a it's not a It's just I think any rational person would have made that decision like, yeah. "Hey, we should not be doing this." I wouldn't want to always like be cautious on and lo- looking all over my shoulder yeah, for your, that guy. Yeah. Your daughter's never going to go away. Yeah. So her father's never going to go away. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't want to be doing stuff, you know, in the bedroom and shit. Like, is he yeah. looking and shit? I don't sleep know. with one eye I don't open. know what's going on and shit. Yeah. Fuck that. Sorry. Well, it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for listening. To the Infinite Podcast, episode number seven. seven. Seven, lucky number seven. We tried to record it on the camera, but... But the camera, camera turned, off. turned off for whatever reason, yeah, so... We'll fix that. We'll figure it out. We're going to keep figuring it out. We're yeah. going to keep modifying the podcast. Let us know if you have any suggestions. Thank you for Any complaints, any praise. A lot of people have been, like, talking to me, like, oh, yo, I heard your podcast. I, li- I like this episode. I like the Alpha yes. Beta one. I like the... Uh, I forgot what he told me, but... Uh, yeah, a lot of people from my work, my work too, like work, they've yeah. been listening to my shit, our shit. Oh, shout yeah. out to it's funny. MSK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out to you guys. Shout out to our fans and our audience. 
Thank so, you. Thank you. We're going to keep thank you for working support. to make it more interesting, more entertaining, yeah. more educational. Mm-hmm. Um, so just stick with us, um, and we're going to keep uh, growing yeah, we're, together. We need you guys. We need your support. You're the foundation for our <laughs> for our, for our empire. <laughs> for our success and for our drive. Yeah. yeah. Follow us on Instagram, Infinite Athletics. Follow us on Facebook, Infinite Athletics. Follow us on YouTube, Infinite Athletics. And if it tells you otherwise, if it says F-I. Tell them it's F-E. Tell them fuck you. Tell them to fuck off. F-E. Around. No autocorrect. Tell them I know, I know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sure of myself. I-N-F-E-N-I-T-E, Athletics. Uh, my website, kmunizofc.com. If you want some fire it, online coaching. If you want some fire online coaching or workout programs, Again, like I said earlier, get a trainer, get a coach that actually personalizes your workouts to your needs mm-hmm. um, and will take the time to, um, you know, build you up from the ground up. Yeah. Okay. No fast, you know, one size fits all workout routines here. Go to kmunizofc.com. Send me an email. Um, subscribe for a free program. And, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, let me know or just sign up for coaching. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Later. Peace out.